Glory to God. You know, what a blessing just to know that we can partake in the body of Jesus Christ and in His blood and know that He vindicates us and that He loves us. Before um, we start our session, I would just like to read this testimony that comes from Corrine Bajal. I don't know if the surname is pronounced correctly. She says, I was telling our daddy that I didn't really know our home language because the language of law was all I knew. I heard law more than grace, and the two would not mix and the two would mix together and make no sense. Then the web church started and I could see and hear what I was what it was like to talk grace, my true language. I could hear how Daddy speaks by seeing how the church spoke to each other and to me. Tell Bertie thanks for doing this web church, for speaking the language of grace, for sharing the Father's love. I thank you all my brothers and sisters who know the language and speak to each other. I th know the language and speak it to each other. I thank my daddy for finding me a place I can learn and be safe. Love, Corrine. Corrine, thank you so much for that wonderful testimony. If anyone, anybody else of you would like to write a testimony or make a testimony by just recording a video, little video with your cell phone or just a, a voice message with your cell phone, we'd love to share that with you guys. What a touching testimony. And it just speaks about the atmosphere and the fruit of grace in the lives of people in the web church where we speak kindly to each other, love each other, and where we can see a person feel loved by that. It's great to see Christ manifesting in you. Right, today we're getting into the Word, continuing to talk about spiritual warfare. And we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 6. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. Sorry for that. Ephesians 6, and we're going to read from verse 11. I'm just going to recap quickly. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The, uh, the word wiles there, um, remember what we said, the word wiles, methodia, where we get our word method from. Um, it, it consists out of two words, the word meta, there you can see the word meta, which means together with, and then this word over here, which means to travel. You can see in the bottom right there, it means to travel or journey. I can just look it up for you there. It says to travel or journey. So it says, uh, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the journey of the devil. The word devil there, prone to slander or slanderous, accusing falsely. So, put on the whole armor of God that you will be able to stand against the journey of false accusation that Satan wants to take you on. Uh, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality, principalities, against powers and rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Then verse 13, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to, with, to withstand in the evil day. That word evil we also elaborated on. It means full of labors and annoyances, hardship, hardships, pressed and harassed by labors. It also talks about bad nature. It also talks about, um, you know, in an ethical sense, evil, wicked or bad. But I like this, you know, I wanna, and I want to bring this out. Evil, full of labor, annoyances, hardships, pressed and harassed by labors. So it says here uh, that we should have our whole sp the armor here for what purpose that we may be able to withstand to stand against or oppose in the evil day having done all to stand now this word stand here 
um, means to stand, to, uh, to, to stand by in the presence of others in the midst before judges, before members of the Sanhedrin. Now that is very important to know. When we see uh, the, the whole purpose of the spiritual or the armor that God has given us, this is the purpose that we will be able to stand in the presence of what he says there, the Sanhedrin or before judges. So when we are at a place where, and the Sanhedrin there was actually talking about, you know, a, a council where you are judged in front of people. So here it says, when we have the armor of God on, when the evil day comes, when we are maybe judged as bad or judged as not good enough or judged as we don't qualify when we have the correct armor on in that day we will not fall into labors and when the sanhedrin or when the judges wants to judge us in a negative way and uh, uh, sentence us to five years of hard labor which is legalism and law we will not fall for that we will not fall into that but we will stand our ground we will stand in the place where the Lord God has placed us, and we will say, no, we are the people of God. We are standing in the true identity that Christ has given us. When we look at spiritual warfare, when we look at Satan's onslaught, we must realize that we are not ignorant of his devices. What he used in the beginning is what he used in Jesus and what he has used now. He is not very creative. He sticks to one plan, and the only plan there is in Satan is to get you to live in legalism and law. That's all he wants. And he will, uh, he will attack your true identity. That is what he will do. He will attack your identity. He will attack um, what Christ has brought to you in the resurrection. He will tell you that you are just a nothing. He will tell you that you are not good enough or he will judge you by your works and he will say because of this good work that God has produced in your life, therefore, you know, Satan will tell you because of the good manifesting in your life, therefore you are a child of God, therefore you are righteous, you know, and bringing an evil judgment over you. So we're not going to fall into that kind of judgment. That's not what God has for us. So we see that the spiritual war that we are in church um, is all about identity. It's all about standing in what Christ has given you. It's all about standing up to false accusation. It's all about keeping the ground that Christ has given you. It's not, it's not about advancing into anything, conquering the devil, trying to conquer land for the Lord, trying to uh, 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 um, broaden his kingdom and all those kind of things. No. God has already established his kingdom. His kingdom has been from eternity. And now he has, and his kingdom was on this earth, his way of doing. And then Satan came and brought his way of doing inside the people that were in the kingdom of God, which was Adam and Eve. And man started to live by the dynamics of the kingdom of the devil, which is a work, works-based kingdom. And Jesus Christ came and ended the enslavement of that kingdom over all people. Now, we declare the new kingdom, which was 
established on the earth in the resurrection of Jesus. And this kingdom will have its manifestation even in the recreation of heaven and earth and immortality in your life. And we can even see this kingdom manifesting now in your life as we believe upon these truths. So the war is not to try and advance the kingdom of God. The Bible says um, you cannot stop the kingdom of God. It is something God brought forth that He established in Christ. When the apostle, uh, when Jesus casted out devils, He said, if I cast out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come to you. So what He's saying is, He didn't say the kingdom of God comes when I cast out a devil. He says, the fact that I can now cast out the devil and that I've got the authority to cast it out as a man means that this kingdom of the devil is not at hand anymore, but there is a new kingdom that is at hand now. And all that Satan wants you to do is to try and convince you that there is no such a kingdom. You know, and that you must try and work yourself to have access into the kingdom of God. So uh, that is his plan. So we're going to look on um, into verse, uh, let us go to verse 16. We go into verse 16. Just look at this. It says, Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Let's have a look at the word shield there. Shield, a four-cornered shield. And this is the root word that is used for it. A door. A door. Used like an open, a use of an opening like a door. So what a shield was, uh, was basically just a four-cornered shield that it looked like a door. Now I want to read to you, I think the, uh, one of the commentaries I, I read this on, on how these the shield would look. This shield was called the shield of faith that will quench all the fiery darts, all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And people, there are some great revelation that I'm about to share with you and you're going to be deeply blessed by what I want to share. It says here, uh, shield, the shield was usually made of light wood and covered with several folds of or thicknesses of a stout hide which was preserved by frequent anointing it was held by the left arm and was secured by a strap through which the arm passed, as may be seen um, in certain pictures that we don't have here. The outer surface of the shield was made more or less roundings, of more or less uh, a rounding. Items, oh sorry, the center of this was polished smooth or anointed with oil that the arrows and the dots could not stick to it, but rebound or ricochet off it. So, what the shield was, the shield was made out of wood and covered with skin. Now, if you go and study, um, just go onto the web and study a little bit into typology in the Bible, you will see that wood uh, speaks of flesh. It talks about mankind. So, whenever you see in the Bible... I can't say in every instance, but in most instances, like for instance when the Bible talks about trees, it talks about trees of righteousness, and it says that we are trees of righteousness, and when it talks about that wood that comes from that tree, it talks about us. So when we look at a shield, we look at something that will protect us 
from the fiery dart. It's very important to talk about the fire or the fiery dart. You will, you'll be blessed by the revelation of that as well. So what is this shield? It was made out of wood. It talks about human flesh and then the skins talks about a sacrifice. Human flesh covered or clothed in the sacrifice. We see God protecting man with this from the beginning. We see the shield of faith from the beginning. When Adam and Eve sinned, what did God do? He didn't allow them to clothe themselves with fig leaves, which talks about human effort to try and cover your nakedness. But he says, no, I will take man, I will take this wood, and I will clothe them with animal skins. Talking about the sacrifice that he will bring forth, that which he will sacrifice up, that which he will bring forth to end and cover our sin. That, um, and let me put it this way, <clears throat> the sacrifice of Jesus Christ can also be called the righteousness of God. The word righteous has got different meanings in the Bible. One of the meanings is an equitable deed. So when we look at man, we look at man in his uh, uh, condition of sin, in his condition of unbelief, where he has not believed upon the Lord, where he was uh, clothed uh, in, in slavery, where he was clothed with shame, where he was in a place of living his life by uh, uh, hard labor. When we look at that and we can see that God came with his righteous deed, he came with, a, with his righteous action which says, it's not right for my people to be enslaved unto this, uh, under this hard taskmaster Pharaoh. But what I'm going to do is, I'm going to, to, to do something good for them. I'm going to have an equitable deed. And that equitable deed was to incarnate himself into human flesh and die it away. And now he clothes us with the skin of that sacrifice. And we are now clothed with a righteous act of God. In other words, the good that Christ has done, He clothed us with. And now we are walking in the righteousness of God. We actually become that righteousness. The very skin of that animal, you know, that, that, that clothed that animal. In other words, that which Christ was clothed in. You know, when God looked at Jesus, when He looked at His righteous act, when He died, He clothed us with the skin of that sacrifice. So we are clothed with the very holiness and the very righteousness that was ascribed to Jesus. And that talks about a shield. And it's called the shield of faith. Faith is a persuasion. So when we are persuaded that there was a man that died for us, when we are persuaded that we are now clothed with his righteous deed, his righteous action, uh, which he did on account of us by ending our slavery. When we, when we believe in that, we find that Satan's fiery darts cannot reach us. We find our minds are protected. We find our hearts protected. We find our walk is protected. Our whole body is protected. Our emotions, our thinking, everything is protected. Why? Because we are safely standing behind the shield of faith. Now, this shield of faith can protect you, uh, and I want to use a very practical example. It can protect you even in how you deal with other people. In this week on uh, Facebook, I've put a, a post up. I just quoted a verse which basically says that, um, you know, the, the mercy of God is all over the earth or something like that that I've, that I've put on. And then there was somebody from South Africa um, and he put up, he, he commented there and he was against that post. 
And what he said was, yes, you know, God is merciful and kind to all people except the poor, except the children that get raped, except this and except that. And I said to him, what do you mean? He says, there's no truth, there's no justice on the earth, and, um, you know, God is either almighty or is not, or there's a God or there's not a God. And he was kind of speaking into the direction that there is not a God. You know, and if there was a God, it wouldn't have been like this on the earth. And, um, and then we would find people start to talk and just share in their concern, you know, for this person. Start to share with them. And I just said, Lord, I need to speak to this person. Um, and and I, I don't want what he says to hurt my heart. Um, I don't want to see him even attacking you because he's not attacking God. You know, he's actually attacking a wrong belief. And I didn't know what to say to this person. I was just sitting on my bed. I think it was the evening. I'm not sure. And I said, Lord, I'm just going to make a voice recording and share this voice recording. You know, just share my heart with him. And I, in the recording, I basically said to him, and this is what came to my heart. I said to him, my brother, I just, and, and I want to explain this, talking about the shield of faith and how the shield of faith protect, protected me, protected people, just against Satan wanting to bring accusation against the brother and against Christians, you know, on the page and against me as well. Uh, false accusation wanted to get us into this work thing, you know, and trying to vindicate God and all those kind of things. And this is what I said, I, and just came by the Holy Spirit. I didn't plan to say this, it just came as I made the recording. I said to him, brother, I can see the love of God in you because that's what I saw. And you might say, but how can you see the love of God in somebody that talks like that? And this is what I said. I, I said, I can see that you are already hearing the voice of God. Because when God looks at all this pain on the earth, He shouts out, no, I don't want this. This cannot be, it's not supposed to be like that. And you are feeling that. And now you are, you are taking a religious concept of God and you try to bring these two things together and you don't know how to bring this to God. But you can already hear the inner know that God is screaming through you. And through religious sayings and religious things, you know, you've got a, 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 you think that God cannot stop this and you just need a different understanding about God. But I can already see that you are co-feeling the pain that those people are feeling with God. And he replied back and he said to me, Bertie, thank you so much for your words of wisdom. You know, that really helps. That's what he said to me. And you see what happened was I was standing safely behind the shield of faith. What is the shield of faith? It's the persuasion that even that man's sin was paid for. That the equitable deed done by Christ, brought forth by Christ, also clothes him. And that he walks in ignorance of this truth and in unbelief of this truth. And that I can come and invite him to come and stand behind the, and join in the safety of the shield of faith. So uh, I could say things to him that he could start to believe what I believe. And that he could believe what God believes. What I believe is what God believes. You know, and I could just see a massive change in this person's attitude. I could feel just this re relief over him because I, I, um, one of the things he did, he did CPR on a, a child and the child died in his arms, you know, and while doing CPR and he was just saying, no, this can't be, where is God? 
you know, and from a legalistic system wherein the law comes and tells him, you know, if God, you can be the son of God or God can be God if this child lives and wanted to dump him into legalism and law where I said to him, listen, man, you know, um, that, that thing inside you that says we must live is actually twisted now by Satan into a law where you, you want to judge yourself, judge God and judge others. And uh, you know this guy in private just came there to me and said, I apologize for getting onto your page and saying this. And I just feel just the love of God in this person. And I feel the love of God inside me. And I could see the fiery dart of the enemy when he comes with his false accusation where he wanted to accuse the brother, wanted to accuse God in the eyes of the brother, wanted to come to the page and the enemy just wanted to come and bring forth chaos. We found that all of us could stand safely behind the shield of faith, uh, the shield of the persuasion that God has. God is persuaded that He covered human flesh with the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. He's persuaded that there is a man seated in the, in the Godhead at the right hand of the Father right now. He's persuaded of that and that is his persuasion that he brings to you. Therefore, he will preach that word of that truth so that you can be of the same persuasion and have a life born from that persuasion. And that is the shield of faith. Another thing about the shield is also called the door or a door. You see the root with the door. Jesus says that he is the door unto the sheep, or he is the door through which you will walk and have pasture. So, when we look at Jesus as the door, the way unto uh, a, a life of joy, the way unto righteousness, and not my own works, we are protected. We are safe. That's how you apply that shield. Very interesting. If you go and look, look at the exodus of the Israelites out of Egypt, what did God tell them to do? He said, take a lamb, take the blood and apply it to the, to the doorpost. Why? Because when the angel of death comes, the fiery dart that will kill you when the ministration of death comes, it shall not enter your house. Why? Because I've got, I am shielded by what? By the revelation of the way through the blood. The blood of Jesus that flowed, that means and spells the end of the lawman, that spells the end of slavery, that spells my sonship. Let's talk a little bit more about Egypt here. The concept that we have about God, many times is a, is a wrong concept. We, um, we think, and I, I find the, uh, in the beginning days, when I just got into the message of grace, I believe that God is good and that God is love. But it was almost as if I believed that, um, you know, like the Israelites, they were under Pharaoh. And Pharaoh was a bad Pharaoh. But now I'm under a new Pharaoh, but he's a good Pharaoh. You know, this new Pharaoh, he loves me and he cares for me, but I'm still this Pharaoh's slave. I'm still working for this Pharaoh. This Pharaoh is still using me to build his kingdom. I'm still carrying the blocks of the pyramids. I'm still carrying the things. This, this new loving Pharaoh would now want me to do to serve him, you know. And um, he will correct me with a smile. And he will not say I'm bad, but he will smilingly whip me. Uh, you know, it's like, uh, I wouldn't go that far. But I, I hear you try what, I, what I'm trying to say. You see what I'm trying to say here. 
Um, what we need to realize is that God doesn't, didn't come to give us a new view of Pharaoh. He came to tell us that we are not under Pharaoh anymore. And through that blood, we are delivered from death. We are delivered from the angel of death. And through the doorway of the blood applied to the door, the blood applied to the shield, we are shielded against death where we are not a slave anymore. And through that, we find the Pharaoh says, you can go. You know, where we find that we, our hearts allow the law system in us to say, you are free. So when we can see the blood of Jesus, when we can see that there was a man that died on our behalf, not just on our behalf, when we see our old man, the man that lived by works righteousness, the slave man, died. The man that has a Pharaoh over him died. Um, and a new man, the Son of God, where we stand in sonship with the Father, is seated at the right hand of the Father and we see that human as our place, our righteousness, our right where we can be seated, we are protected against the fiery darts of the wicked one. Now, we're going to quickly look at the, the word fiery darts. We're going to go to James. Let's go to James there. And we're going to end off with this. <clears throat> James chapter 3 and verse 6. It says here, um, let's read from verse, verse 4. Behold also the ships... Um, which, which though they are so great, are driven of fierce winds, yet they are turned about with a very small helm, uh, wheresoever the governor lists or wants it. Even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindles. See the word fire there? Talks about the tongue. Talks about steering of your life. Now I'm not going to go into the traditional positive confession thing here, so don't stress. Um, and then goes in verse 6, it says, And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So, sorry, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue amongst our members. Members there talks about your life. You know, um, the manifestation of this life. How you live in this world. In the very same way, the tongue is, the tongue or the doctrine you believe. The doctrine that's inside your mouth. I'm not talking about your positive confession every day. I'm talking about the doctrine that's inside your mouth. That tongue is also, that's how tongue is amongst your members, that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast and every bird and serpent and things in the sea is tamed and has been tamed of mankind, but the tongue can no man tame. Man doesn't, what he's saying here, man doesn't have the ability to override the doctrine he believes. That's what it actually means. It is unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Therewith we bless God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth pursuits blessings and cursings, my brethren, these things ought not to be so. So let us just talk about this. This is now going to so bless you. Um, when we look at the fiery darts of the wicked one, what is this fiery dart? The fire, and then it says also that this shield will quench the fiery dart. There's another word quench in the Bible or another place where the word quench is used where it says don't quench the Holy Spirit. When you quench the Holy Spirit is when you don't allow the doctrine of the Spirit to be in your life. 
So when you would quench the fiery darts of the wicked one is when what you believe would quench the new belief or the belief Satan is firing at you. Now what it says, it says that the tongue is, is like a rudder on a ship. If the tongue, the tongue has got a certain doctrine on it. If you believe a certain doctrine, willpower cannot override what you believe. So if I believe in the law, the law system will set on fire the course of nature. What it means is, um, against my own will, when I believe in legalism and law, and in the doctrine of Satan, which is a legalistic doctrine, we will find that sin manifests in our life and we will not be able to stop it. You will not be able to stop it. In the very same way, when we believe the correct doctrine and we've got the right word on our mouth, we cannot tame our tongue. We cannot tame what will happen um, when we believe the truth. It shall bring forth good in our life. And that is what he is saying there. So when we look at the fiery darts of the wicked one, what he says is when you have the shield of faith, when you are standing safely be behind the door, Jesus, when you stand safely behind the flesh covered in the sacrifice of Christ, anointed to uh, veer away all the fiery darts, you will find that the doctrine of Satan cannot set alight the course of nature in you, for it will find no place in you. For you are completely shielded from head to toe with a belief system that says, I am clothed in the righteousness of God. Glory to God. So here it says um, clearly that the, the law system, when, and, and let me just elaborate, I see I've got maybe another five minutes left. When it when talks in James, uh, and maybe next Sunday we can talk a bit more about this, in, in James, James writes to the Jews that fell back into Judaism. And he tells them, he says to them, listen, don't think if you fall back into Judaism, you'll be able to tame the flesh. It will be impossible. If you go back to that legalistic doctrine, listen, no man can tame the tongue. No man has got control over a belief system. If you believe something, if that came onto your tongue, like the man that was in hell, what did he say? Put water on my tongue. What did he want to do? Change the doctrine that I believe. Because I am now burning in the fire of what I believe. I'm having the consequence of my belief. And now, you know, that, that system, that hellish system, that devilish system, is what Satan tries to fire at us. And he used the fire of hell, which is the doctrine of the devil. Which is, you are what you do. Which is... Turn the stone into a bread and then you'll know you are the Son of God. Which is, you, which is the system that says, uh, define your life by your own ability. Which is the system that will say, you know, if you, um, you know, uh, do this thing wrong or do that thing wrong, it means the following. It is the voice of accusation. It is the voice of uh, Satan wanting to take you on a journey of works where he wants to sentence you to many years of hard labor and he wants to through that set on course the nature of the flesh which will bring forth sin and death in your life so we will quench that with this door what is this door this shield of having the same persuasion as what god has about our sin and about what jesus christ has done for us 
Well, thank you so much that you have slotted into this live webcast. I would like to pray for you. You know, you might be here today and uh, you've got pain in your body. You've got trouble in your marriage. You are going through a hard time. And Elian and I, we're just going to agree with you right now and pray for you and just agree that you will be touched and that you will come. And I'm inviting you to come and stand in the shadow and in the safety of the shield that's covered you know, it, the wood that got covered with the skins, where the fiery darts, the doctrine of Satan, will not be able to touch you, for that belief will quench that fire. Glory to God. Let us pray. Father, I want to thank you for the great opportunity that I have to minister to people all over the world today. Thank you, Lord, that I can serve them uh, with, this, with, with, a, with a humble heart that you have today. And I just stretch forth my hand to every person that is watching, and I say to you that you are loved, you are cared for, there's a place of safety for you. I declare to you that you are righteous with the righteousness of God. I declare to you that you are loved with the love of God. I declare to you that you are cared for with the care of God. I declare to you that your sins has been taken away. I vindicate you in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. I remove all accusation from you and all, uh, um, all traces of suspicion I remove from you. Uh, God is not suspicious of you. You are what He always wanted to be. He loves you right there where you are. And His love is enough to set on fire the course of His nature in you. As the fiery dart of God penetrates your heart and starts to burn His life, the message of your vindication in Jesus Christ burning inside your heart and your mind as you believe what God believes. I declare healing of your physical body in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare healing right now for people that struggle with migraine headaches right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for healing that comes over people right now. Even people struggling with stomach problems, stomach cancer, in the name of Jesus. I declare that you are healed, you are loved. He sent His word and it healed them. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you, Father, for signs and wonders that can take place right now. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for joining in this live webcast. You are, uh, you, no, you are precious. You are loved. If you would like to fellowship after the service, please go to our webpage. Um, you can just continue in the chat that's on the page to fellowship there, or you can go to our webpage, Dynamic Love Web Church. And you'll find uh, some of the web pastors will be there. People just of the congregation will gather there. Just go there, fellowship, chat about the goodness of God. Um, if you need any prayer, any further prayer or counsel, please contact one of our web pastors. Um, and they would love to minister to you. Thank you for all your love and all your care. God bless you. Years ago.